0: listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pokes, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Thanks, Pokes. Yeah. It's me, Ben Chapman. This time, I am, in fact, here
1: on this recording.
0: That's right, guys. You don't have to just suffer through just me babbling. And if you want to know how bad it is, I recorded that mini-episode twice, because I did the first <laughs> one, and it was like 12 minutes long, and I was like, that's way too long of just me rambling. So you guys uh, want
1: me. That's why they call me One Take Chapman. I, you know, I... I
0: yeah uh, that was the first time i've ever recorded something and been like nope and just deleted the whole thing and <laughs> even buy. i was like i could try to trim it down i was like nope fuck it
1: oh you know many of our fake podcasts have started out that way where we go we tried the pout episode and i'm like nope it was just yeah. a joke nope it was just a good pun that was it <laughs> nothing more
0: we've suffered through so many other bad genres of movies and attempts to make another podcast <laughs>
1: um but uh, there's no reason to adapt this glorious piece of work, uh, just like Alan Moore believes there's no reason to adapt his work. But we're doing it anyway. That's <laughs> right. It's a TV series. What?
0: So fuck you, Alan Moore, for <laughs> not securing the rights to this and letting DC shit all over your works for the last 25 years. <laughs> I hope you enjoy Dr. Manhattan being in the DC universe now for some reason. I don't get it either that's like a true yeah. thing if you have not been reading uh, the doomsday clock Watchmen's universe is now part of the main dc universe which makes zero
1: sense it is indeed and that's actually a great thing to bring up because when they announced that they were i'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the comic um yes. as you recall from our episode i am an okay <laughs> watcher of the movie
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think
1: it was fine but unnecessary yes. um uh and you know, uh I'm looking up some Watchmen figures above my desk right now. My Rorschach mask, which I feel very differently about, is sitting a few feet from mm-hmm. me from an old mm-hmm. Halloween costume. <laughs> Might put that one in a drawer. Um <laughs> Yeah, definitely don't take any photos of that in the background. <laughs> um, but um just like when the Watchmen comics started hitting the stands, the individual like Rorschach and yeah. Night Owl comics. Um, yeah, when they
0: did, like, the or- the pre prequel stories. Yes.
1: I specifically recall having no reaction to those. Being like, huh, those are... Someone made those. Yeah. And then I, I moved I... on to a different series. That's how I felt about expanding the universe. The same way I felt about adapting the book. And originally, it's how I felt about hearing there was going to be an HBO series. Um... I will say, a little spoiler for about the, the conversation we're going to have, which with the post may not go well, is that I feel very differently because I liked it.
0: Uh, I, I felt the way you felt about the movie. It was fine, but completely unnecessary. I don't understand this premise, and I don't know why. I guess it's because Alan Moore's still alive. This kind of, I, I, I think this is like a super shitty thing to do, and it kind of bugs me in a way that they just took this guy's ideas and they're like, we're going to take a big old dump on him so we can make f- some money. And we don't care if you have any input or anything. It's kind of, I don't know, it just seems like such a cash grab that it's such a bummer for me. I don't know if that affected my watching of the show, but the whole time I was just sort of like, Oh, this is shitty. Alan Moore's still alive.
1: I I can certainly take the criticism that they've adapted uh, um, uh, artistic material that has not been authorized by the creator of said artistic material. Although I wouldn't call it a cash grab necessarily, because a cash grab implies... Uh, no thought or effort put into, a, you know, a piece of work, just just a... Well, a, this
0: uh, is the guy who made Lost.
1: Well, that's fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> so I feel got... like some
0: of this was an but episode you're... of Lost that he couldn't put in.
1: You're forgetting about his work co-writing things like Cowboys and Aliens, mm-hmm. uh, Prometheus, uh-huh. Star Trek, and... Huh.
0: Yeah, I will say he does uh-huh. have one... Uh, one key writing feature, which is people doing illogical things for no apparent reason. I'm looking at you, Prometheus running away from a circle on a straight line.
1: Also every other character. Uh, 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 you know, it, it could be that you're an alien scientist who's scared by aliens, but, um, he, he also co-created the leftovers, which I think people liked, I guess I never watched it. Um, I don't like real life, le- what that is like real life leftovers. I'm disinterested. Uh, but but the Watchmen, I think what excites me most, and we can talk about the actual show now, um, about this. Even though, you know, fair. Uh, <laughs> adapting someone's material when they specifically don't want it to be is yes, shitty. And, and, I, <laughs> and I
0: also feel like just being like, here's a future version of it, is sort of missing the point of Watchmen. I don't
1: agree, though. Because... Watchmen's, and by, by Alan Moore's own admission, Watchmen is a meditation on power and mm-hmm. how many people wield power in different ways and they yes. all fuck it up. Uh, and they all do bad, flawed things with said power. Um, it's the whole, you know, conceit My, behind I, I guess... Watches the Watchmen. And the show specifically has, I think, a really similar thread with uh, showing with focusing on both a police force and a civilian militia. Uh, and, uh but
0: i here is something else i will say and this is based i only watched the pilot i have not watched any more. i don't know if the show yeah we should
1: establish that right now um we, we we just watched the pilot for this episode i think I...
0: as a pilot for a tv show this was a complete failure they explain too little set up too much and i don't care and it's attempts to tie it into the watchman universe just felt forced like this could have just been a show other than the scene with dr manhattan and ozymandias There's really nothing else about the show that really has anything to do with the Watchmen. And so I was just like, I was like, oh. I
1: don't don't know if I agree because a lot of what happens in the Watchmen comic...
0: Well, I mean, obviously the militia is based... On that
1: no but what i'm saying is that the watchman comic is all about the ripple effect it's all about the actions that are taken and then the subsequent actions that yes uh, that come from it the effects that ripple throughout society so as these heroes show up other her- well, as one hero shows up other people step up and take on bizarre roles and uh you know presidential presidential lines change wars change everything ripples out from the actions of a few who rise to a place of power um to continue the ripple and watch, uh, sis- like other people take on the mantle after a uh, some, because s- what we're meant to believe is at the end of the Watchmen comic is that a kind of peace is going to come. Now that yes. um, that Veet has is it Veet it Veet, uh, uh, whatever it is whatever. Yeah, name I think it's, it's pronounced Veit. Ozymandias is actually yeah. easier to say. Um, what Ozzy Mendes yeah, has done is, create, is created a world peace. Which is indicated by the fact that even the, the, it's such a successful plan that even the cops don't actively carry any longer. Um, but
0: see, there's there was one of my problems because the way Watchmen ends specifically is Doctor Manhattan says eh, it's not going to work and then disappears and you're like oh, and that's sort of the premise is that like Ozymandias just murdered millions of people for a peace that's only going to last a few years. Because Dr. Manhattan can only see so far into the future and he can see where it's going to fail. But, we're but the idea that see- the police can't carry guns either makes no sense. And why are they – why do they have to wear masks? Like th- my problem is this set up tons of stuff without ever explaining any of it. And because of that, I started to lose track of what was going on. Like when the, that woman's giving her presentation to the class and he's like, did you pay for it with red for additions? I'm like, I don't know what that is. And then they never explain it, but it's something racist. But without any context, he might as well have just said, did Wait, you play with it with Gerber burgers? I disagree. I got that. Imme- I mean,
1: reparations are something we're all familiar with. They're, they're he, co- that's not about what he comments.
0: said. He did not say reparations. He said red forations. And the president is Robert Redford. Holy shit. No, even with subtitles on, that is not what I heard him say. Yeah. The, the president in this
1: in this yes, world is, is Robert, Robert Redford, Redford, similar to Reagan becoming president, F being a former television actor. Um Robert Redford is president, and so he referred to Redfordations or reparations. Uh, wow! Uh, yeah, author, I uh, did not get that. Authorized by Robert Redford,
0: yeah. All. And well, see, that, I, that was sort but, of but, my problem. Is is then like they keep setting up little things, but there's not enough of an explanation, so you have to kind of guess what's this like. I will give you these... credit.
1: I will give you credit that this is Damon Lindelof's writing style. Damon Lindelof likes to cast fifteen lines of intriguing baits. And then the question is, will he reel any, any of them in? Yeah,
0: or will, when he does, is it just like, oh, I guess it's a cloud of smoke? That's is, my concern. What's, yeah, what's that do? Because, Nothing, it's just a thing on the island.
1: There's so much shit in Lost, like, that literally was just nixed.
0: Forgotten. A lot of had... Yeah, so many of, interesting like, ideas in that first season completely wasted.
1: And a lot of that had to do with the fact that they changed writers a ton of time, so, you know, who knows. But the point is that watching season one, me, like everyone else who watched Lost... Uh, in season one was like, wow, I'm so excited to see where all these threads are going to go. And when you find out that we're going to follow just one of them and it's very boring and the rest of them are thrown in the trash, you're like, well, fuck's sake. Um, but that said, that's my concern for Watchmen. Now, I, I have heard a lot of people who whose opinion I trust uh, like this show a lot. So I'm I'm, conf- I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident. Um, the other I thing that when I,
0: I have a question is... Do you think this is supposed to be a sequel to the comic or the movie? Comic. Okay, because there is literally a scene where they show Dr. Manhattan on TV and he's building like a like a building and then he knocks it down and underneath it says Dr. Manhattan something threat. And I was like, oh, wait, is this supposed to be based on the end of the movie? But then later they reference interdimensional like teleportation. So I was like, wait, which one is it? I'm very confused because it they made it seem like Dr. Manhattan being on Mars was, like, a bad thing. Like, they were afraid what? that he was up there building stuff and knocking it over. But I was like, why? Because in the comics, he's not a bad guy. At the very least, he caused some people to have cancer. Right. Uh, Which is, like, interesting. In Yeah, the yeah, scheme of things. There.
1: there is a little, Maybe I'm missing something there. But, yeah, that does seem to be both in play. Um. So, well, one thing i got to ask, because we... <laughs> we got right into opposing opinions oh yes but, but folks as i try to do with every episode
0: is there anything that you liked because i think we gotta take yeah. out how you feel about it my my main problem was there was tons of stuff i liked but as a pilot i was like i don't want to be like "Ooh, i bet you in six episodes this is explained more like mm. there was nothing that was like interesting enough to make me be like i want to know more it was just like oh here's a bunch of stuff i don't like why do cops wear masks? We're not gonna we're not gonna explain that now. Oh, okay. Why don't cops carry guns? They have to have them locked up. Uh, we won't explain that either. Why are guns like so easy to get? Apparently, because the militia has just an endless supply of them. Uh, we won't explain that either. Okay, cool. Why did the why is Warshack now like the symbol of racism? Are we gonna get into that any? I mean, I know he was kind of well. a racist in the movie, well. but in the comics. <laughs> and he does send his well. he does send his journal to like the equivalent of Infowars, yeah, uh, exactly. A magazine. Exactly. So that one I kind of pieced together on my own, but it was like the the squids raining. Oh, is this like a thing that happens all the time? To- I guess I I don't know. Are people yeah, afraid I specifically
1: of it? saw I saw like a custodial truck that had like a squid symbol on it, like as if that's like now a
0: thing they need. And the because thing that bugged me that about is. that was like, that's, that's supposed to be like, that's Ozymandias' plan to keep people still afraid of, is that every so often it rains harmless squids? Why would that continue I, to keep a peace? Eventually well, you just well, become fucking on. annoyed. <laughs> you're,
1: you're, you're making an assumption about it and then getting mad at the assumption. That's probably not accurate. I don't know why. Uh, with the well, I, I mean, like I, I
0: do know 100%. Be. There is no extra-dimensional travel because Ozymandias made it up in the first. So it's very if that, true. And if that turns out to not be true, that would have been something cool to hint at in the show. Because otherwise, I'm just I'm coming from the place of being like, well, I know how Watchmen ends. This is the this is what he comes up with is like the follow up. He was willing to murder millions of people, and then his follow up is I ah, would we'll just have a rain some squids every so often. Also, is he dead? Is that him in his version of heaven, or did he just fake his own death? And why is that robot giving him a hand job? You're asking,
1: well, <laughs>
0: to an opinion, to, to a point, folks,
1: there's a, a pretty stark difference between curiosity for future episodes and, 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 and genuine, like, well, but and like, genuine, like, irresponsible cliffhangers. But and I here, get that. here
0: was my problem is, is if you did not read the newspaper that guy was holding in the one shot that it's visible for about five seconds, you would not even realize that what that uh, Ozymandias supposedly is dead now. They never mention it otherwise. So when they show him, it's not like it's some sort of like, ooh, I wonder what's going on. And also, since he's not played by the same actor and he's not wearing any of like the accoutrements, I'm not sure if the average person would even know who the fuck he's supposed to be. You know what I mean? When they show him and I was like, is there a reason they're not explaining who he is? Because I couldn't figure it out. I was like, this serves no purpose. And it just felt like weird for the sake of weird. Like when he's naked and she's rubbing him down. I was like, I don't understand this at all. Fair enough. Uh, I, I had this.
1: This is I, this is bizarre. I have I have a hard time reacting to this because I just I don't think I had the same reaction to it at all. I was just so I was very curious and I was very invested in like seeing more. I almost went into a, a episode two right away, but I watched it too late and had to record. But uh, you fool. Uh, I felt the spark was lit on a couple of storylines here that were, were dropped in. The idea of Night Sister, what happened to her, why she's taking up vengeance. I mean, it's pretty clear why she probably would be furious with white supremacists and deliver ex- excellent lines like "I smell bleach." Um, I, I don't know the secrets behind Judd, and I don't know why he was killed or how he was killed because the the person who's present at his at his death scene uh, is in a wheelchair. Although he does earlier... Does he ask... Uh, if he uh, could
0: lift 200 pounds? Yeah. Is Which I true? was like, somebody's being pretty fair to nice bridges <laughs> over there to say he still only weighs 200 pounds. Uh, um, and, and just, I, I really...
1: What I felt like when I was watching this was that this was like the Powers show that we never got, because... Mm. Uh, they did make the, a Powers show. Oh, I know. I'm uh, well, oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, correct that. No, they didn't. Um, but... <laughs> But what I loved about reading powers was, was that it was, you know, it was gritty and real, but not in the annoying way where like DC comics often likes to just make something really yeah. dark and brooding. It was just very like genuine and real. And lots of the comics would, you would open a panel in the comic to like a fake message board where people were talking about their favorite hero. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. I liked how they demonstrated how it had an impact on pop culture. And they also so to see
0: created that, a world with very little effort.
1: Yes, and I, I really like seeing the, those kind of ripples here, like seeing squid trucks and seeing uh, 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 the idea of like a, a racist bully now has a new term to to bandy around uh, to be a shithead. And, and the idea that uh, there's this ripple effect of societies that once they watch heroes, essentially it would get erased from the world. Like that's what happens at the end of Watchmen. Every, all the heroes, I mean, I know the Keen Act was in place so there weren't quote unquote yeah authorized hero. heroes yeah there were there were no longer unauthorized heroes but to watch like dr manhattan leave uh uh you know rorschach disappear forever all the characters seemingly like, let's show disappear up and... be murdered well no they don't know that yeah you know true I... true unless rorschach wrote about it in his journal he, right yeah he's he like i'm probably gonna be <laughs> killed
0: i mean he must have known he was gonna die he mailed that out so he probably for said, sure i'm gonna die but I
1: mean, but like, to, uh, but to, to see a world question. that that tried to figure out what to do with that, and watching racists take an icon that was borderline racist and take them all the way, to watch characters like like Night Owl's tech like filter into the police force the way our military tech filters into the police force, I was really interested in seeing all of this expand, and that's that's what I got out of this first episode. Even though you are, I think, authorized, you are correct in that Lindelof, like he tends to do, like to drop a thousand lines and not give you enough with any of them. Yeah. I like,
0: I just felt like from a pilot standpoint, I mean, the show was fine and maybe I'll watch more of it. I don't know, but I just felt like as a pilot, I was like, this doesn't make me want to keep watching this show. And I was having a conversation with, uh, our mutual friend, Frank, and he said something that I think really kind of explained it. Uh, this is being released weekly. It's like a weekly television show on HBO But it is written very much like it is a binge TV show. And the idea is that you should be able to watch all of it at once. And I was like, maybe that's my problem is it's set up to be like you have to keep watching it like immediately because there's so many loose ends at the end of that first episode. Like there's just nothing but setup. like you're just like, oh, okay. so it's like you have to be like, I guess I got to keep watching it, keep watching it. And that doesn't work for a show that's made to be released once a week. You know, what I mean, like you can't leave a huge, like everything is just a cliffhanger. Like every event that occurs is like, I guess I got to wait a week to find out. And that was sort of what ended up being the problem with like, what was it? The second or third season of Lost where it was just one continuous cliffhanger until the end where it basically restarted the whole season. You're like, that was a huge waste of my life. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and I, I think he made a point. And I was like, maybe that's what I didn't like about it was it felt very much. And had I not known that it was being released once a week, maybe I wouldn't have had that opinion. But I was like, ah, it just doesn't really resolve anything. And, like, to make a point, uh, we've all seen The Mandalorian, I'm sure, if you're listening to this. There's a show that sets up tons of, like, interesting threads, but has, like, a ending that is like, ooh, I'm interested to see where this goes. The end of this is just sort of like, oh, I guess she's going to be out for revenge, which she kind of already was anyways, because there's a bunch of white supremacist after her. she didn't really need another reason to be like i need to kill white supremacist
1: a wheelchair man destroyed the yeah. chief of the, the well, seemingly respected chief of a police force for possibly
0: killed him a curious
1: reason possibly was involved, in or is he death? just
0: put out there
1: i know these questions could be answered yeah. only but only if they had some sort of follow-up episode well my problem is too is like damn at it the end of
0: that that ending took so <laughs> long to build up of like showing that it was what's his name in the tree it's like i fucking know who's in the goddamn tree and then they zoom over the interesting part which is he was holding that piece of paper from the kid at the beginning of the episode and i was like what the fuck man like they fly past that and then are like here's 30 seconds of us following a rope to a tree to be like ah gee i wonder who's hanging from this tree ah who could it be there's only six fucking characters in the show i wonder is it gonna be the guy with the panda on his head uh (laughs) That was the other thing I thought was sort of insane was the police force all have like really specific outfits but then there's just like three bargain bin police officers. I love the weird shit, my friend. I love it. (laughs) Uh, To me though, that was part of the show where I was just like, wow, this just feels like it's weird to be weird. Like for no reason. Like I was like, I don't understand why are some of them why is one of them straight up like Russian national? Like he's just a Russian person. I was like, I don't get it. And then I was like, "Are they supposed to be superheroes? or Are they just police officers with code names?" Because like Panda, one hundred percent, that dude is not like a hero. He's a like a desk jockey. So like, they can't be like superheroes. They must just be like code names they have because the police are supposed to protect their identity. For, yeah, I think reason. there's
1: I think I think there's individuals within the police force who are like who are like splintering off. You know what I mean? Because because of uh, the limitations that um they're often given which i have to say is also another thing that's really interesting it's this movie you know it's weird uh it's weird to try and like tell a story about power and then have your protagonist which i would say would, would be the police force which are uh, you know one of the most quintessential abusers of powers in today's society so it's, it's a curiosity seeing it unfold I, i'm hoping that it, it 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 meditates more on that part of it because you know, that's yeah. The, the, sp- like-
0: I wish they kind of just would have explained in this episode just to be like, why the police have to like why they wear masks? Because they kept because the- bringing it up and they never explained like it was a bill. There was a set event, and I was like, couldn't you just give me? Yeah, something? they sent in uh,
1: the White Knight. They said there was the woman explained that there was a there was a crystal knocked like event where uh, a bunch of police officers were simultaneously attacked in their homes because their identities are public information, so they were I all attacked. This. Maybe I didn't watch this. <laughs> Yeah, i was wondering
0: no um wait when... what oh motherfucker i watched arrow <laughs> i thought there was more crossbows than i expected <laughs> uh, oh
1: yeah well uh, i i i think uh, i gotta say there's there's a dis- there's a difference in opinion of how this is being displayed and that's fair i mean uh, I can totally respect the fact that the pacing isn't something that works for you. The the hooks are I mean, overblown. Like- but but one thing I wanted to get to is the fact that I'm excited about a TV show that, even though it's adapting pre-existing material, that is doing so much weird shit. A, it's doing a lot of ton of weird shit. Like There are many scenes where I could never have expected what was about to come on screen, like the panda guy, that I was so excited to see. And the second is that most shows that would claim to be political would be fake political, where, like, we're going to be, like, a political show. And by political show, I mean, we're going to invent a fictional Middle Eastern country, and then we're going to talk about fictional terrorists from the fictional country. And I'm like, that's nothing, guys. That's absolutely nothing. You're not talking about anything. But these, this show opens with a specific villain of white supremacy and stays on it. And I think that's fucking ballsy as hell. I, oh, mean, uh, right yes. now, I mean right now in this that's market cold, definitely
0: yeah. definitely they're they're really closing their market. De- I feel like De- white don't they know the internet
1: probably... don't they know the internet is just fundamentally Nazis now? Like don't they know that when they made this show? I, yeah,
0: but I think HBO is probably a different clientele than uh <laughs> yeah. But I think that's, I think that's
1: crazy that's, that's crazy good that they're going to they're going to they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're gonna, like take a genuine villain in today's society and make them a literal villain on screen. Like, yeah, fuck yeah.
0: Get at it. Uh, my my two, like, I, I thought the show was fine. And I would say, like, if you have if you were like, ooh, should I watch it? If you had that thought, yeah, you should probably just watch it. Like, I think it's good enough just to watch and make your own decision. But there was two things that really bummed me out. The very ending, uh, just to me, like, the setup is, that the police of chief is, or the police of chief. The chief of police is never seen without guards. They're outside his house. They're outside the house of the people he goes to have dinner with. They follow him around. They're with him when he goes to the hospital to see the cop who shot in the beginning. All this stuff. Then at the very end, he's like, I'm just going to go myself. You guys stay. So instantly, I was like, oh, this guy's going to die. Like, he's 100% going to die. He drives over some spikes and gets out to investigate unarmed and alone. And I was like, why would he do this? And what bummed me out is, like, I, I had a conversation when I was also talking with Frank. He was like, well, I think something's going to be revealed later. I'm like, but here's the problem. If they, if that's the case, if something's going to be revealed, he should have had, like, a phone call where you don't know who he's talking to where he's like, yeah, I'm going to take care of it. And then he goes out and he's like, I, I'm going to go by myself. And then you're like, ooh, what's going on? But without any information to make it seem like something is up, just him refusing police protection – it just seems so out of place and weird that I was like, I don't understand why he's doing this. Like without any setup, there needs to be some little bit of foreshadowing to explain this. Otherwise it just looks like you were like, Oh, well, if he has guards with him, this single guy can't kill him. And it's like, couldn't he though? So I don't know. That to me, like, I was like, oh, this is really bad writing. And the other thing that really pissed me off is how do you have an, a scene with a 50 caliber machine gun and some white supremacists getting in an airplane? And wh- what, what is her character name? The sister Knight. sister or, Knight. okay how does she not run out of there when they hear the plane taking off jump in that truck and just shoot the plane down with the 50 K ca- I was like that's such a waste of like what would have been such a badass move for this character to just run out and they're like they're getting away and she just jumps in that thing and like mows them down because it, i was just like what a waste it's like a real checkoff's uh stationary machine gun so that was my <laughs> that was my other thing because it just felt like unnecessary way to like show that the police have Altech and then like crash and stuff and i was like i don't understand couldn't they have just shown them show up in the plane like i don't know to me that was just like ah, i would have rather seen her have a badass moment than this like random flamethrower scene and then kill that guy off it just seemed like such a waste and you know i'm like if you're just gonna kill him off give somebody better the the scene like you know the moment of taking down the white supremacists. so those are my those are my two true complaints but fair enough Perhaps, uh, uh I I mean I I assume you're gonna watch the rest of it.
1: Yeah, if the listeners hasn't taken anything from this, it's uh watch this episode. Um check it out. Probably watch more than one, I think. This is yeah. a good series.
0: Pose is wrong. We'll see, Ben. Do you wanna make do you wanna go on record saying that before you've seen more of it? Hold on. Damn <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the oh, other thing.
1: Monster. I wonder to Alright, let's record two things. Alright, here. Let's record this <clears throat> Pose i have to say definitively this is going to be an incredible series that tackles a lot of interesting subjects and has satisfying conclusions to many of its plot leads all right we got
0: that one yep right. <clears throat> that one was a good take
1: fucking lost i should have known it's the sh- stupid shark with a logo on it why did i believe this is gonna work again god damn it they put the foot of the greek god statue and they write it off the next episode son of
0: a bitch everyone was in hell the whole time or whatever yeah I they know. never did explain that statue But I do wonder if I didn't know it was David Lindenoff. Did you get both? Yeah. They're both in in the bag. I'm only going to play the one that makes you look like a fool, though. Thank you. As promised, though, we are going to tell you what movie is up next. You didn't think we forgot about you, I hope. Uh, We will be doing 1996 Vampirilla, a Roger Corman film, I believe. I'm not going to bother to fact check that. Uh, But we will be doing that. You can find it on YouTube. Somebody's uploaded it, apparently. You know, super legally, I'm sure. Uh, But go ahead and check it out. Uh, It promises to be a terrible film. Uh, Roger Corman is not known for great movies. And uh, let's face it, Vampirilla probably isn't going to lend yourself well to the screen for the kind of movie that I'm sure it's going to end up being. So check it out. Come back here next week, and we'll see you for Vampirilla.